500 years ago He washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck And upon the skull of the man who killed his dad He said, I'm mad, I must eradicate piracy Injustice and cruelty And all my sons will follow me So evildoers will believe that this man cannot die The ghost who walks Enemies beware The phantom's always there But you won't find the phantom He finds you So uh, one hmm. one change that you guys did make to the Phantom Universe, and, and you've sort of touched on it there with the election in Bengali, and that that the effect of that is still being felt because in the newspaper strip, Lamanda Laga is still the president of Bengali, and um, you know that we've we've been through probably two or three presidents since then in um, yeah. the the Egmont stories. So uh, can you talk us a bit yeah. through through that one? Uh, well, <clears throat> it was. Uh... It was a bit uh, complicated because the most obvious uh, was to just leave out the American script and 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 uh, the the Sunday uh, Page stories, and uh, we had to, um, um, but that was not a good idea. So we had to go back um, and. Um, and, edit the, edit the and have another re- election in in uh, in the uh, in the Swedish comic book an election which uh, uh, Luaga uh, uh, won of course mm. but for 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 a time there we didn't publish the uh, American uh, strip and and when we <clears throat> eventually did we had to sort of turn the clock backwards so uh, mm. uh, stories with uh, Luaga uh, included in, in, in the plot they had to take place before this first election in, mm. in Bengali mm. that wasn't really too difficult to, to, to do so uh, uh, we did it but um, uh, at one time, I thought maybe uh, <clears throat> the American strip should should follow also and have another uh, to modernize it and uh, and have another precedent. But um, they never did. Mm. Yes. Mm. So was this the this uh, a lot of these um, changes and and movement came through in the in the 1990s? We've we've heard about the formation of something called the Brains Trust, which was apparently yourself and a, and a few key people who sort of got together and tried to map out the, yes. the future of the Phantom story for a few years or, or going forward? Yes. At least for one year um, right. at a time. And uh, the, this, this uh, <clears throat> brain trust uh, consisted of uh, a couple of... Uh, Script writers and and artists here in Sweden. It was um, uh, <clears throat> first of all script writer Klaus Reimatti who joined uh, uh, Team Phantom in uh, 1984. <clears throat> also, um, 
scriptwriter and partly uh, and, and at times also artist uh, Lennart uh, Moberg from from uh, Sweden, and of course uh, artist uh, Hans Lindahl, who uh, I uh, hired in 1983. He came. Um, Lindahl came to uh, a, a book called. Uh, a comic book called the Svenska Serie, Swedish Comics, where he did a, a, a short story, not the Phantom at all. But um, uh, Swedish Comics was a comic book he published in uh, seven, uh, 79 and uh, to 19, uh, 1892, I think it was. Uh, I was the editor also of that comic book, and, and it was open to... Uh, uh, artists uh, and scriptwriters. Uh, it was a sort of test ground to to find uh, um, uh, talent, really, to find uh, scriptwriters and artists for the um, production of um, of, of uh, the Semic uh, publishing line. Mm-hmm. And uh, the best find, of course, was uh, Hans Lindahl. Yeah, amazing artist. Was very very good artist, very good artist. But also, I must say that uh, Klaus Reimerti uh, 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 was, um, uh, uh, to some extent, hired because of of his uh, uh, connection to uh, to uh, Swedish comics. He sent in a series which he had both written and. Uh, and drawn, um, I rejected it. <laughs> but, but he was very, uh, it was a good. He was writing very well, and and a few hours, uh, few years, a few years later, he uh, he um, uh, came up with his first uh, script for for the Phantom. He worked together at first with, with a female scriptwriter called Di Darell or Diane yep. Alfred, who wrote, among other stories, uh, The Source of Life, I think it's called in English. Perhaps it was uh, and uh, drawn by Hans Lindahl. I think it was really his first story or second story that he drew. Um, but... Uh, this uh, partnership with uh, Di Darrell uh, didn't work out too well, so Klaus uh, carried on alone, and uh, he has done so ever since. And he is still the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the 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 head writer, a main writer of the Phantom stories, I think. So he has written well over 200 Phantom stories to date. Yes. But he and uh, uh, Hans and uh, Leonard Mulberry um, and a few other people uh, were um, uh, part of, of this uh, brain uh, brain trust. And we mapped out, uh, uh, tried to map out the stories of, of, of uh, the Phantom for a whole year. And in particular, those stories which were uh, supposed to carry the, the main plot line uh, 
mm. further on. We had a, a sort of uh, a main plot line which uh, we uh, got back to in every third or every fourth issue. And the stories in between could be historical adventures or or, or uh, other uh, standalone stories. Yes. But the, 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 the main plot line was carried on over the whole year. And it was um, rather difficult to make this all, <laughs> to, to have this all, this um, uh, uh, working. It, it, because you had to rely on the, the artists uh, that they, 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 they had to deliver on, on deadline. Uh, and of course, all things could happen um, every time. And I had to have some backup or, um, for, for, for um, incidents and, and um, things that, that uh, you couldn't really take into account. So it was really um, <laughs> a, ner- a nervous job from time to time. Were you to, happy to, with... To keep this going. Were you happy with the, um, the outcome of the, of the Lubanga series? I thought it was... I thought it was very good, yeah. and I think I thought that um, that it, it sort of lifted uh, the concept that it 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 became more realistic. Um, but unfortunately, the readers uh, didn't really appreciate it that much. Uh, we got a lot of comments on 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 uh, the Labanga uh, stories, um, and um, one uh, comment which we got more than once was uh, that uh, politics uh, or uh, modern politics on and, and everyday politics. We don't need that. We don't want that in the Phantom. We have that on television every day. So mm. please. <laughs> um, so after about a year or so, maybe a year and a half, uh, we had to step back. Yeah. And uh, uh, to more traditional Phantom stories. Uh, we could still have uh, uh, plot lines which. Uh, sort of, of were carried on in every third or, or fourth issue, but not political issues like where uh, the Bengali <clears throat> government and the rain was involved, but rather uh, uh, plots uh, involving uh, like seeing pirates and, and um, the uh, <clears throat> sandal thing. For instance, yep. which we and 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 also, um, of course, uh, what, what's the name? I have forgotten the name of uh, of of her father. Oh, uh, Doga, <laughs> Doga, Doga. Doga. Yes, I should remember it because it was I who um, 
sort of invented him. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I've forgotten the organizing. <laughs> yeah. A sort of. I think that uh, we said in a, in a, in one of the first stories where he appears that he was a uh, a nephew of. Kabai Singh in, in, in the very first Trenton story uh, yes. of the Singh Pirates yes. in, in 1936. He, he was a, some kind of nephew or so, so, so he took over. <clears throat> and and um, uh, we have followed him very closely also over the years. Uh, so mm-hmm. he has become a personality as well as uh, Sandal Singh, which also I take some responsibility for having uh, uh, invented and and also uh, uh, <clears throat> brought to to on the paper mm. and she's certainly a, a controversial figure for, for certainly some phantom yeah. readers um uh, particularly, and um, I think this course, been, I'm quite sure <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but particularly some of the stories that Clace has written. Uh, I would think since your retirement, but uh, the prospect of her at the moment being pregnant with what may or may not be the Phantom's child is certainly, um, I, I must confess, I'm not, I'm not super comfortable with that myself, and, and I know that there's lots of other um, readers oh. that aren't either. So, <laughs> uh, I, I, yes, I, um, Klaus and I uh, discussed that um, uh, quite a lot. I think that uh, when the, this actually is supposed to happen. Um, that story, I, I was I was still the uh, the editor at that time of, of the so so I I will have to take responsibility for okay. <laughs> for that. But ever after, I when when um, when uh, is it a son was born? I I. I don't know if it was a son or a daughter or yeah, a son. son or thing. Yeah, it was, it a, was son. a son. Okay, yeah. well, I, I, I'm, I'm, um, I, I, I was out of the business then. Right. <laughs> so, so, so there's but, some plausible but, deniability the, the, the from con- here. Conception, yes. The conception, yes. <laughs> so so can, um, we, can you confirm or deny if it is the phantom son? No, I can't. <laughs> I, can't I, 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 I can't really. <laughs> oh, that we, we just about had the scoop of the of the century then. <laughs> <laughs> so um, no, not even th- when I'm retired. No, I I, I cannot uh, confirm or deny. <laughs> it has to be a part of the phantom uh, myth. Really? <laughs> Fair enough. So, since since you yeah. have retired, yeah. do you have much to do with the Phantom? Do you still read it? Do you still follow the Phantom and and what's going on and stuff? Or I uh, I, I still I still get the uh, I still get the comic book, but yep. uh, I must say I I I I read it very seldom now. I I it's um. Uh, in in some way, I don't. It, it's not really my my idea of the Phantom anymore. Uh, okay. there, there are a number of new uh, scriptwriters and new artists, and I guess that's natural. I mean, I I uh, 
I hired in in total uh, 15 artists and I think uh, 14 scriptwriters. And of course, um, someone else has to carry that on. But um, mm. it's not um, it's not really it's not really my phantom anymore. Um, yeah. For some reason, maybe it's because I'm old. Uh, probably. <laughs> um, I I don't read so many comics <laughs> or mm. comic books at all anymore. I I prefer to read about comics. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, not not comics as such, but uh, I still enjoy looking at comics and comic books and collecting comics and that sort of thing. But read read them well. That's a different different <laughs> matter now. Yeah. So <laughs> a couple of other questions I wouldn't mind asking. Um, the nineteen eighties. With the with yeah. Simic was kind of like the era of the supplements, like bookmarks, postcards, and posters, and uh, you had all the Phantom Man clubs, which had all like uh, badges and all this type of stuff. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I'm a, I'm a completist. I like collecting everything. <laughs> Jermaine um, can't get enough of these things. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, I see. No. So was that like was that yeah, you what, that was behind all that type of stuff? Um, did it work in creating more Phantom fans and um, and then it kind of stopped in the. I, I, I think so. Yes, uh, it, it uh, <clears throat> um, a lot of it was of course um, uh, stuff that uh, or, or gadgets that uh, were part of of. Uh, being a member in the in the the Phantom Club, yeah. So you get all these um, different uh, uh, things uh, like uh, stationery, envelopes, uh, uh, um, uh, pins, uh, key rings, you know, all all that. You got mm. it when you you became a member of the Phantom Club. Yeah, and uh, we uh, regularly uh, shifted some of the <clears throat> some of the uh, things in the club in order to get new members, and in order to get new members to sign again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was not, I mean, uh, but and and many signed on three or four times <laughs> at least just yes. to get the, the all these uh, stuff. And also, we did. Um, <clears throat> we we had uh, made. Uh, be, they were being made uh, 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 for uh, competitions uh, as prizes. We had different things, um, and also just giving away a sort of lottery thing. And and this was. Um, quite a lot of it in in the 70s and into the 80s so i still have a a a, a, a box big box of of, of uh, yeah. things and uh, gadgets from from this from 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 my whole period as a phantom editor from from uh, skull rings and and um, 
ski things and stationary up to uh, ties and uh, wow, well, it and uh, soda, soda bottles and that sort of thing. So <laughs> I think yeah. I, I think I can hear the drool on Jermaine's microphone at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, very. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I just love all that type of stuff. Um, I managed. I've, I've got, a, I've got a, a little bit of it, but like you had all of the, um, like you had the drinks, uh, the cans, the bottles, the lollies, and um, yeah, all that yeah. type of stuff. It was, um, it was yeah. a great, it was yeah. a great area to collect. And coming from Australia, it's a little bit hard to get. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no. Yeah, just, yeah, and. and yeah, skull rings and and the good mark ring and and uh, some medallions and uh, uh, you name it and, and and almost all of these uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, this stuff, these, these gadgets and these things, uh, they were designed. I designed quite a lot of them. Oh wow! Myself and then uh, had had help with with uh, uh, <clears throat> the design um, and the idea behind them. Uh, uh, I had uh, <clears throat> help with with uh, this from our staff artist also. But um, the idea behind most of these uh, uh, stuff, particularly in the seventies and the eighties, are or my ideas, really, and and my designs also. Well, I thank so, um, you. I thank yeah, you well, that, I'm happy my, about that. So. But my wife doesn't thank you, unfortunately. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but no, all jokes um, aside. Now, were you a part of the um, negotiations when Egmont brought out Semic in 1997, I believe it was? No, no one, no one at Semic was except for the managing director. Oh, so um, we were uh, we were called in at the meeting in uh, uh, July the second in nineteen ninety seven. A meeting with all the with with all all personnel. Uh, so we were wondering what, what's happening now. We were all uh, assembled in in in. Um, we were sitting in in uh, in, the, in the center of Stockholm at that time. And then, in uh, uh, when we all were all sitting there, um, the uh, a man from who used to be our um, uh, managing director, but he had moved on in the in the uh, to uh, uh, a part of uh, to and and be a member of the the board at the Bonnier Publishing Group. He came in, so he he was really a hot shot. And then came the uh, Nordic managing director, the managing director of the Nordic. Um, uh, comic book publications of Egmont. His name was Tommy Mellet. Uh, he, I knew, I, uh, I, I knew who he was. 
uh, and of course our old managing director as well. Yeah. And then a third guy uh, who turned out to, to be the managing director of Swedish Eggmont. And uh, our former managing director sat down and said that Semic uh, uh, and Bonniers, the Bonnier group has, as per today, decided to sell the Semic group to Egmont. And uh, I mean, that was a death silence mm-hmm. um, it, um, uh, after that announcement. Uh, and he, he then went on to explain that, that there was a press release getting sent out uh, as we spoke and so on. And uh, he was convinced that it would be a good uh, deal for all of us. And uh, uh, then uh, the managing director of Egmont, um, Nordic Egmont, Tommy Melle, stepped up and started to say that he was he had always admired Semik uh, for being uh, so editorial and productive, and that we could uh, we could produce uh, we could make comics and produce comics out of nothing, as he <laughs> as he put it, and. Uh, Egmont would learn quite a lot from this, uh, he said, and and uh, they were very proud that they had been uh, 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 able to to acquire Semic, uh, uh, um, and uh, and that was it, hmm. and. Uh, Nothing of that happened, really. <laughs> so, did anything? But it, did anything it took change? a few. It, it took it took it, it took a few years in, before we realized. Yes, a, a number of things changed. Uh, it did. It not at first, but eventually, it it yeah. it, uh, it it changed. So, but that's a really um, different story. Uh, I think so. So, so it, looking, it changed. Looking back at it, are you? Do you think it was a good decision, or do you think it? Because from what I understand, Semic was more of a smaller company, and Egmont was more of a worldwide larger company. Is that correct? Uh, Egmont had a comic book publication in. Uh, a number of countries, over 20 countries, I think. Yeah. Um, at, 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 at the most. Semic had published, had publishing in, in Scandinavia, uh, plus, uh, uh, some of the Eastern Europe countries and of the Baltic countries and Russia, uh, for some time. But, uh, Egmont was, Definitely um, um, larger uh, in the number of countries, at least. Yes. So, uh, um, and of course, they had Disney, which were yes. uh, uh, <clears throat> their main 
publishing uh, uh, feature. They, I mean, most of the, the countries where they were publishing, it was just Disney material. So yeah, uh, we had more a more varied palette, you could say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So, um, I sort of alluded before, Alf, about a. Um, uh, obviously, we all know the impact that you and Team Phantom have had on uh, the character and, and the story over the, you know, 30, 30, nearly 40 years that you were um, at the helm there. Um, we've we've recently yeah. come across a a, um, a thesis, I suppose, that's been written by a Dr. Robert Aman, who's a professor at, and I'm going to get the pronunciation of this wrong, uh, Linköping University in Sweden. Does that, does that ring a bell, yes. that, that university? Yeah, I, 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 as a, yes, as a matter of fact, uh, he was here at my house only uh, three or four, two or three weeks ago. So right. I, uh, we, had, we, we had an afternoon, a, a, very, a very interesting discussion about the Phantom and, and uh, uh, his work. Yeah, right. so, so yes, I know him. I know so <laughs> for, for people who haven't who haven't heard of him and haven't read his work, and um, we are we are planning on doing a podcast with uh, Dr. Aman at some point in the near future yes. and, and talking about his essay. But in the introduction to the essay, he says, and I'll paraphrase this, but basically, since the early 1960s, um, Team Phantomen, who uh, have became and, and continue to be the major suppliers of adventures of Phantom comics around the world, altered the politics of the comic and um, instilled yeah. the political doctrines reflected in Swedish foreign policy through the late 1960s and 70s and shifted the, yeah. shifted the phantom ideologically away from the role of being, um, and he uses the word, a colonialist fantasy as prevalent in the American scripts and to, to make the phantom someone who was a supporter of decolonisation and social justice and equality. And I think that um, most people mm. would recognise that that shift has happened from, you know, when the fandom was the ruler of the jungle and the, the pygmies and the rest of the, the tribes feared him and, um, yeah. and worshipped him in that sense. And a lot of, I think, a lot of the time that, that move into a more modern fandom has been attributed to Lee Fork. But what to what extent do you think that um, the, the, the way that Team Phantom and, and the Swedish writers have and really so. influenced? Well... Well, it, it, they have really influenced uh, the, the 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 book uh, as it is published here in Scandinavia. Uh, hasn't really had that much influence on the American strip, I think. Uh, I don't, uh, but uh, uh, certainly here in in, in Sweden and and uh, uh, and also in in. Uh, in uh, Norway and, and Finland, uh, uh, the character is supposed to, to, to share the values of uh, um, our countries here in Scandinavia to a lot, to to, to um, um, a big extent, really. Thank you very much um, again for, for coming back. I wouldn't blame you for uh, hanging what? up and going. <laughs> I'm not talking to those boys anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. 
So, um, sure. so we were just talking about, um, I guess, the the way that um, under your watch and, and Team Phantom's watch and the, you know, the Brains Trust and all the rest of it, um, the way that the, the Phantom evolved from the idea of this colonialist, colonialist uh, ruler of the jungle idea to, to become a bit more of a, I guess, a social justice warrior, someone who uh, is, supports decolonisation and equality and that sort of thing. So... Um, I wonder mm. if you could expand on on sort of the way that um, your your politics and, and when I say your I mean your as a as a, a nation of Sweden and, and that area of Europe has influenced the Phantom comic and the the, the story as a whole. Yeah. Yes. Um, of course, it it is it is a reflection of of uh, certain views of uh, general views of of the. Uh, the Swedish in the Swedish <clears throat> society uh, at that time they, we we had uh, we had uh, the phantom starting a cooperative in 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 the jungle for once for for instance and uh, he was uh, taking side in 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 uh, fight for why um, uh, guerrillas in in uh, in uh, in uh, neighboring countries um, to bengali and so on and that is of course uh, reflections of 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 sweden and swedish uh, uh, politics really in uh, in um, in in general so uh, but I'm, I, what I also had uh, uh, in mind already from 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 the start uh, when I took over the Phantom was that we should try to uh, concentrate uh, more on 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 the myths and and. The mystery of the phantom, uh, mm. because I thought maybe it had it, it, it had really become uh, more of an everyday uh, uh, comic uh, concept and comic uh, strip adventure strip. So we should go back to to more to mystery and uh, and uh, more of the unexplained and and you can see that also in in the stories already in the in the 70s that we yeah. we tried to get back there uh, and 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 and, and um, lift it and uh, in doing that these the the historical adventures uh, histor- historical uh, Pieces were were uh, particularly uh, good to to, uh, to to use for that uh, that purpose. So uh, you asked uh, previously here that uh, how how stories were were born or where the ideas came from. And and uh, 
most often enough, I discussed, I had ideas and I, I were discussing them with uh, the script writers and uh, eventually it, it turned out to, uh, to, to, uh, to become stories also. Um, I, can, I can give you one example yeah. uh, how a, a story is, uh, was born. And that was uh, with Norman Worker. I, I, I traveled to to, um, to Great Britain um, uh, and to England uh, um, a couple of times a year to visit him and also visit Don Avenel and visit a, 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 a third guy called Luis Lorente who had an agency for artists particularly from South America and Spain and he and he um, it was to him that uh, artists like uh, Cesar Spadari and uh, Carlos Cruz and uh, 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 Joan Boix uh, were hired oh wow so uh, but um, this with normal we were uh, uh, sitting in his office uh, one morning. Uh, he had a small office on uh, on the second floor. And he was living outside London in Upminster, about well, about twenty kilometers east of east of London. A nice village, uh, and uh, we were sitting there one morning. Uh, uh, after breakfast and, and trying to, because that was the purpose of, of my trip, of course, to 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 uh, uh, get get uh, enough ideas or plant seeds with both uh, uh, Don Avenel and normal worker. So we were sitting in his office and one morning and looking out over the. The rooftops on in where he was living. I mean, all the houses were the same height, so you could <laughs> sit there and look out over it. And we had no idea what what uh, we should uh, uh, send, what 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 adventure we should send the Phantom into the next uh, for the next issue or the issue a few uh, months ahead. We were just sitting there and drinking coffee, and uh, nothing happened. Norman had an old-fashioned typewriter, um, so he uh, put a paper in, and then it it was blank. I mean, uh, nothing happened whatsoever. So uh, we uh, we were sitting there and discussing a bit and looking out at the. The starlings who were flying over the roof, <laughs> over the rooftops, outside the window, and and then eventually, it was lunchtime. So we went down. Norman's wife uh, preferred uh, prepared a, a light lunch, and and uh, after that we went out into his garden, and uh, we were. Uh, um, no, that was sorry. Uh, I got it all wrong. While we were having uh, lunch, Norman's wife said, 
why don't you uh, make uh, uh, why don't you take a trip and and uh, take the car and go out someplace um, outside uh, Upminster? Um, well, that's a good idea, Norman said. So where should we go? And and Pat. Uh, Patricia, Norma's wife, said, um, well, why don't you go to uh, Canudan? Oh, yeah, that's good, Norman said. Canudan, that's a good idea. And then he turned to me and said, Canudan is uh, a very small place in East uh, uh, Essex. Uh, it's famous for um, being a place with a great number of witches in the old days. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. So let's go. So we did. Uh, took the car and uh, went off. Uh, and 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 went on to um, to to uh, to find this uh, little place. So we traveled for about. Uh, Half an hour, or, or maybe a bit more close, more close, close to an hour, I guess. So we we we, we passed uh, a place called Battlebridge, uh, where they had a big uh, antiques um, sale market, which has been on television, by the way, here in 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 in, in uh, Scandinavia, not too long ago. But we traveled on and eventually found a sign. Uh, uh, off the main road saying Canudan, um two miles or something like that. So uh, we were we turned off the, the main road and the um, sky was pretty bleak and uh, dull and, and uh, we kept on driving and eventually came to um, a sign saying Canudon. So we drove slowly up uh, Main Street, um, and all the houses on each side. On the, of the there was basically just one uh, main road. At least that's my um, my memory of it. And the houses on on both sides were gray and dull and. All the windows were dark. Not one single uh, human being in sight, not in the houses, not um, outside the houses or on the on the street or anywhere. So we just drove slowly uh, through uh, Canudon until we came to a stop. There was a sort of block across the road. And it ended there, so we couldn't go further. And um, Norman said, "Well, this is it. We we have to we have to turn and go back the same way we came, <clears throat> which we did. Uh, traveling, uh, uh, drove down the um, the main road again. Still, no sign of any human being at all." Not even a cat, I think. And eventually we got out of Canudon. Boy, Norman said, didn't you, wasn't that uh, spooky a bit? Didn't you get a spooky feeling uh, when we were driving through the Yes, I said, 
um, I felt a bit uneasy. And we were thinking both of all the witches which have been there <laughs> yeah. for, for, for all those years back in the 1600s. But, uh, <clears throat> so um, we uh, we came back uh, home to Upminster in the um, early afternoon and, and uh, went out into his into the garden uh, uh, with a beer and we were sitting there and uh, all took up the discussion again uh, about the phantom uh, and uh, what uh, what what the one of, what the future stories would would be about and uh, while we were drinking I said uh, what about uh, having uh, the Phantom uh, back in, in, in those days, in the 1600s, if he would come to uh, a village very much like Canudon uh, uh, with, with, with the witches, which we just uh, have uh, uh, been visiting. Yeah. And Norman, he looked up and said, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, and uh, we started to 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 chat uh, lively, really. And uh, um, while we were discussing more and more details about a, a village that had been uh, there was um, a, a sort of uh, what's it called? I have forgotten uh, uh, a spell on the on the village which could be lifted only every once every every century when the right person comes along and and saves a young maiden or whatever um and uh, we was we, we we talked on and talked on and while we were discussing this the clouds in the sky they 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 drifted away and the sun shone down and uh, <laughs> and, and in the <laughs> afternoon we had we had a full story um uh, all set and and uh, um the um it, it eventually turned out to be um, a story which was published in uh, in uh, 1987 called the uh, uh, the Forest of Fears, ah. and it was oh, Finnish artist Carrie Leppinen, and it was really a very good story, a very good story with with some sorcerer who uh, uh, maybe he is from somewhere very deep down below, in, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> yeah, the the the. The spell is lifted from the village, and yeah. uh, it and it it is uh, of course it is a peaceful place uh, where and nobody lives there anymore. But uh, it it uh, there is uh, peace in the air, so to speak. And it mm. was a very good story. It also uh, suited suited uh, uh, the Finnish artist Kari Leppinen very well because he. Yes. He, he preferred to draw uh, mystery tales and, and uh, uh, tales of the unexplained and and also science fiction. Of course, he, he's 
he likes that very much. Yeah. So, so that's, just, that's one way of, of, of uh, that's how a story could be uh, wow. born, really. Yeah. Jermaine and I were both sitting, I'm sure we were both sitting here going, which story, do we know this story? Which story is this going to inspire? It's, uh, that's, that's fascinating to hear the, the yes. background of how that, um, how that idea evolved and, and what it took to um, spark the idea for a, for a narrative. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. For yeah. So. Australian, for Australian readers, it was published in through nine, 124, which was in 1988. I remember that story. I remember the okay, story. I'm, yeah. I'm going to have to dig it out and read it again yeah, now. Now we the know backstory. the background to it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank well, you for that. Yeah, that, it, 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 was, it was really a, a, a very <clears throat> a, a very good story. So mm. um, it, uh, that, that might be that, one that, we have that, to... Talk to the Fru Crew and see if we can get them to reprint it now. Um, it, it hasn't been yeah, published in Australia so. for not? well, it's only been published the once back in 1988. So might might be due for a reprint, Glenn, um, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, <yeah>. go ahead. <laughs> because um, it's 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 really worth publishing. So uh, again, a, a reprint. So. And then several stories. I would say many stories were born in 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 uh, in a different in 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 the same way. Another story which uh, also was um, um, the inspiration uh, which I had in 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 England was. Um, uh, in uh, it was published here in Sweden. It's it, it it was called the um, the longbow of Little John. Ah yes. Yeah yeah. Yeah, that 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 story was really. I my wife and I did um, uh, a holiday trip to England in uh, 1995. I think it was. We uh, flew to Birmingham and uh, uh, entered a car and and drove around uh, in in mid England and up into the uh, Lake District and eventually up to Scotland also and and then all the way back down to to Birmingham. So we had a week or ten days, I think it was, but. The first three days of this of that trip, we should uh, try to follow in the in in the steps of Little John because I have read about it that that uh, the grave of Little John was in uh, uh, a small village called. Uh, mm. I don't. I I I <laughs> I've, I've forgotten the name. Anyway, it was a small village uh, where there's the grave is still there, and it it, it is a society who keeps who, who keeps it in order. I don't I don't think maybe it is the grave of uh, of, of uh, Little John, but it is certainly a very very long grave, and according to to uh, local tradition. 
the longbow and the quiver and the cap of little John was hanging in the in the church in that yeah. village up till the 1600s or something like that, the 1700s, I think. Yeah. Uh, so we we drove around. We came to this place, and we also visited. Um, uh, went into the church, of course. No, no longbow, no, no quiver, no, no, no uh, cap was hanging there <laughs> when we visited. But uh, uh, we went to also to see uh, um, the uh, Sherwood Forest, which is more like. Uh, uh, a park really it's not a forest <laughs> it's, it's, it's a park where you can you walk around the oak which has I think at least hundred supports under the branches to, to keep it from falling apart oh wow <laughs> it, looks, wow. it looks pretty pretty strange <clears throat> so is it anyway, called Hathersage? Uh, is the town called Hathersage? Oh. Hathersage, yes, that's right, Hathersage, that's right, that's right, Hathersage. Um, Derbyshire. And uh, um, when I got back, uh, I had taken some pictures, but um, I had just stowed away that idea in my mind. And uh, then a couple of years later, a scriptwriter called David Bishop in yes. in, in yes. Scotland. I was going to just was, ask. Uh, um, yeah, maybe you you you're familiar with his well, name. Well, he's from our part of the world, Ulf. He's he's from um, from New yeah, Zealand. Yeah, yeah, New, so. New Zealand. Yes. New Zealand. Yes, he was living up in Scotland, or still is, I think. But anyway, um, we were discussing ideas. And this must have been about. Uh, 1999 or year 2000, and I said, uh, "What about we would do a story about uh, the longbow of uh, Little John?" Uh, because I have some material here on it, with, and I told him about my trip uh, a few years back, and uh, and um, he thought it was a good, a great idea. So we discussed uh, how. What this story should be about, and he set it in in the 1600s and the um, um, the fight between um, the uh, the royalists and the, um, the hu- what's uh, it called the other not, not the Huguenots the that's French um, no, oh, the no, Roundheads. The Roundheads, yeah, the, that's right. The and the Roundheads. I've actually just pulled out the comic because I'm actually doing the podcast <laughs> with my family. Uh-huh, so okay. I've, um, yeah. I've, I've been able to like, that, flick, that, flick through the story. Yeah, that, that's, that, 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 that's exactly the time. And this, the idea is, of course, that uh, the longbow is still hanging in that church in Hades Age that, at that time. But only the who the the person who has a a, a, a pure heart could really uh, draw the bow and shoot the arrow. And of course, there is only one person who could do that, and it is the Phantom. Of course. So that is 
that that was the, really the 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 basis for the story and then he turned it out to a, to be a very good story about uh, some uh roundheads i think that that are, pl- are plundering and, and that sort of thing but i wanted the um, so 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 the story was not a big problem but i wanted uh the um, to get the the the, the uh, story taking place in in so historically um, correct uh, in as historically correct as possible um, uh, environment and surroundings uh, the artist was um, um American artist called Paul Ryan. He was yeah. later on the daily strip of the Phantom, and I hired Paul Ryan uh, in 2000. And 2000, and this was really one of his first stories. And we had a very, very good uh, contact, Paul Ryan and I. And, and mm. I never met him, but we speak. We spoke frequently on the phone. Anyway. Um, I needed some kind of reference material for 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 this uh, uh, story to find out what Harris Age was like then, because uh, the story takes place in Harris Age, of course. And how do you get that? And pictures of the church and so on and so on. So uh, David, <clears throat> he went, he traveled from from Scotland down to Harris Age and took pictures of the church. And, and surroundings, but I needed older pictures because I imagine that not much of uh, Hadesage would have changed in, say, around 1850. So I contacted, uh, I tried to contact different sources, uh, tourist offices uh, in in. There was one office in Bakewell, I think, and uh, another tourist office uh, 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 a little bit from from that. Um, and um, they, I explained my 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 uh, uh, what I wanted, and said that uh, I was interested in old uh, pictures and and, and uh, pictorial material from. Feather's age, what it would look like in the old days, and uh, um, they were very, very, very uh, friendly and and tried to help in any way. <clears throat> but eventually, I was connected to the um, uh, what's it called, the office of uh, um, uh, when you uh, make uh, well you. you the ground and uh, measuring. I don't remember what it's called in English. Oh, I mean, when yeah. you, uh, you know meteor- what I mean. Yeah, meteorology or something. Or yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. No, if you if you if you're having a a, a, a plot which uh, should be built or or designed or or uh, uh, the, the, you have you have a local you have a local yeah. office. Yeah, department survey, of survey, nothing. Yeah, yeah, department of, of survey, and or, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, yes, we do have some old material from from Hades Age, 
but it's a bit um, um, it's not easy to send uh, because it is old um, glass plates I mean oh, wow. uh, old um, uh, old postcards and the glass plates were called for, 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 the postcards were gone but the glass plates were were still there uh, and if that would be fine uh, they could send it to me which eventually they did uh, well 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 packed and 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 um, not nothing broken and so and I we we um, uh, uh, developed some some uh, uh, positive pictures from these negative plate, glass plates, and I also had uh, some other stuff from another uh, tourist office. I, I and um, then returned it back to to this um, survey office and and sent all the material to to Paul Ryan. And um, then, uh, uh, and he did a really did a, a great job yes. on the story. Um, and um, one day um, at the office, I was um, I was uh, the phone was ringing, and it turned out it was a tourist officer from this area in in Derbyshire. I, I don't know if it was in Bakewell or or in the other uh, the, the other place where where the um, survey office was, but anyway, she had heard of of this because I I said that it will be a, part, a, a phantom story which will take place in Hadesage and and local um, local legend will be involved and and the longbow of of Little John and so on. Uh, so uh, she uh, said, um, "This is this is really great. Could I could I um, could I write a, a, um, a press release about this and send out uh, to to the papers?" And um, I said, "Yes, of wow. course, of course." And and I, you, if you send it to me first, uh, I can. Uh, I will check it and I could fill in certain parts of it and send it back to you and mm. uh, and also send uh, copies of the uh, comic book which will be printed then. Mm. Uh, and she said, oh, great. And, and um, uh, so uh, she did. And I got the, the um, press release, which was very... Very nice and 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 uh, and very good and and um, I added a few things to it and sent it back and then um, it uh, was I think that three quite big papers in 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 the Midlands uh, uh, published uh, made an did an article on on. Uh, the longbow of Little John and the Phantom and uh, what had happened in the 1600s. <laughs> it was oh, wow. really great. Yeah. yeah. And not only that, after uh, another, just another two weeks or so after this had been published in the mag in, in, in the daily papers, um, I had another phone call from England and that was the, BBC radio, so who may, wanted to make an interview with me over this same uh, 
um, uh, subject and and uh, the longbow of Little John and, and the Phantom. <laughs> oh, wow. And uh, which they did. So um, it was um, an interview of um, uh, about, uh, well, I think, about half an hour or so in, in, uh, in, on the BBC radio. So um, that, um, um, well, where, where the Phantom could take you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's unreal, isn't it? Yeah, so, so, so that, yeah, yeah. that story was published uh, 1329 for free readers in 2002. <laughs> um, yeah, and, uh, and, and that story also was voted best story of the year yes. uh, in, in, in Sweden. And also the cover, also the cover yes. uh, were made, uh, were done also by, by Paul Ryan. And it was also best cover of the year and i don't think that has ever happened that uh, both best story and best cover uh, for uh, of the same issue mm. yeah so, i've got uh, that i've that, got that that's uh, unique really um, it, yeah, that, it, yeah. that's, that's that's great um and yeah. some some australian uh fans have met paul ron i've i've been lucky enough to meet him myself when he came uh, to Australia for um, Supernova probably five years ago. Um, so yeah, he's okay. He's a, he, I um, echo with what you say about him being uh, a, he was a, a, a true gentleman and a, a very very Indeed. lovely person. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never met him. I, unfortunately, I I, I I was supposed to several times, but. Um, uh, Things got in between, so I never uh, managed to 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 make another trip to to the states and and meet him before he passed away. Unfortunately, did, mm, did so. you meet? Did you meet Cyberi, Ulf? Oh yes, I have met Cyberi several times, and Cyberi uh, came to uh, came to Sweden here in in two thousand and one, uh, and I um, he was. My guest here in Stockholm, and I gave, I, I uh, guided him and his wife semi around uh, Stockholm uh, yeah. a couple of days, and then we went uh, went to Gothenburg and the Gothenburg Book Fair in uh, in, in in September <clears throat> 2001. So, mm. what what do the Swedish fans think about Sai? I mean, you you said that you came on board really as a fan yourself. Um, when he became the artist, is is he popular in Sweden and, and to this day? I think so. Yes, uh, he Cyberi was the, the was really the mark for all the other artists uh, I hired. Uh, not that they should copy him or his style, but look to him uh, how he was handling the character and and how he was uh, visualizing things they every artist had a, um had his own uh, distinct style of course uh, <clears throat> but uh, there was always in, in in the background that 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 Siberia was uh, what they should look to when they were yeah. 
yeah. when they were drawing drawing the phantom uh, angles i mean and uh, uh, how to, to the composition and so on and so on yeah yeah, yeah so totally um, agree. but but each each one each one of them have have their uh, very own style uh, yes uh, uh, of the phantom yeah so so yeah. can we put you on the spot then and like you you've talked about so many different artists and and so many different strengths that they have can we put you on the spot and ask you who do you think was the best artist that you worked with? <laughs> it's like asking you to choose uh, your that, favourite child. Well, that, 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 that's I couldn't really do that because uh, uh, there's so many different uh, uh, things uh, and uh, to to take into account uh, regarding. Uh, Keeping deadlines. Uh, yeah. and, and that, that sort of That's thing. a great editor's keep, answer. Keep, <laughs> yeah, stick, sticking sticking to the script. Uh, in some in 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 some cases, artists uh, 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 made um, uh, additions to the script. Which were very good, uh, improved the script, in fact, or improving the story. Uh, so it, and 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 this is all by different artists. So, so it it, yeah. it is very difficult to uh, to answer. <laughs> well, uh, who, I, who would I, I would really do that. I I'm very <laughs> happy with all the the fifteen artists that I have, or 18 artists uh, that I have been working with um, over these years since uh, 72 and up till 2012. We should also not forget uh, a Swedish artist uh, which has uh, drawn only two stories. Uh, to, and and that was before my time. Uh, it was in the in the sixties already. But it was it is the um, the grand old man of comics here in Sweden. His name is Rolf Goose. Oh, and of he did yes. Rolf Goose has been painting or did paint uh, phantom covers from 1957 up to 2012. Yes. Um, and he has done around a thousand, a thousand comic, uh, um, covers for, for the Phantom and a yeah. number of covers for, for other uh, type of, of uh, uh, other uh, comic books like uh, Seria Magazine, for instance, in the 50s. And Rolf is an old man now will be 85 in this uh, uh, in this fall, and uh, I regularly visit him still uh, oh. a couple of uh, times every month because he lives about uh, uh, 30 kilometers uh, from 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 me in the north of oh, Stockholm. Wow. So we we meet regularly, and he. He really deserves uh, um, uh, 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 to be be mentioned also in mm. in in this um, pod in 
Australia, I think. So um, um, he um, he was really he has been a reliable source to of delivering commerce, commerce for uh, many many years. Well, he's yeah. a favourite of yours, and, um, Yeah, I um. I'm actually lucky enough to have one of his covers, one of his original covers. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. It's Trouble in Banquet or something, where he's on the rooftop, and there's the starlight in the background, and um, his his work is just his work is amazing. Um, I know quite yeah. a few Australian art collectors, and even uh, other um, around the world and all that, and yeah, he's. I think he's like on one of the uh, bucket list of yeah. art to get for very, for, majority, very, for a lot of them. Very highly sought after. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Yeah, then I know that I, I saw on the net just the other day that one of his uh, cover paintings here here in on a Swedish page were net page were were were, were auctioned for for a very good price indeed. Uh, and, and and I'm quite happy for him. And um, he, um, I have had, um, um, I have known him uh, ever since uh, I started at Semic uh, in 1970. So it's been a very long relationship. Relationship, and and uh, um, he deserves all the credit he can get. Also, so, but uh, like I said. All the artists and all the scriptwriters, uh, not to not 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 to forget them. Um, it's been a delight to to, to um, work with them, definitely. Uh, so yeah. many great meetings, uh, so many great ideas uh, has come out of of this relationship, and um, I'm very thankful for it. Really, that uh, it. Uh, um, my hobby and my dream turned into my uh, <laughs> yeah. to, to, to my <laughs> uh, yeah. profession. Yeah, so sure. and yeah. I, yeah. I I I cannot be anything else but very happy about that. Mm. I, I so meant to ask the... before when oh. I was um, talking about the, um, the the twenty generations or the nineteen generations that you got to work with because Lee Fork had left it open. Did you find yourself at some point, um, Ulf, having to to do up a family tree of the Phantom and um, and work out who which generation had been in which years and and who had married who and that sort of thing? Did you did you have a map of of what that looked like? Oh, you mean uh, all the generations back yeah. to uh, number one? Yeah, yeah. 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 Because in... because Lee Fork was uh, you know pretty famously a little bit loose about. Um, who was who and, and, and yeah. which phantom worked with who and whatever. So did, did you ever actually and map that out and, and, yeah, and, and, and put a family yeah. tree of some sort together? Yes, I did. Uh, actually, that was one of my uh, very early efforts to try to, uh, <clears throat> to, to, to put in each generation where where they uh, where it belonged, uh, so I did a family tree of the Phantom, a list uh, uh, from nine from 1536 to up till uh, 
1976 or whatever it was at that time, and try to squeeze in uh, 20 generations. Yeah. That was not easy. I, I could tell you that because, uh, for instance, in the in 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 the seventeenth uh, and and eighteenth uh, centuries, uh, the, the 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 different phantoms of the of those days they they died like flies. They <laughs> they had to. They, they, I mean, they had to. They, they couldn't be more than. Uh, they were not allowed to to be more than thirty six or thirty seven oh, wow. years old. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, but I managed to 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 make it work. But it meant that uh, uh, the the grandson of, say, the fifth phantom had to be born be, before uh, grandfather uh, could be killed or dead. Oh. <laughs> and this happened <laughs> repeatedly all the time. Otherwise, uh, the, 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 this uh, schedule or this tree had, would have collapsed. Mm. And yeah. I did this in 1970. I don't remember if it was 70, 76 or, or, or 77. Anyway, I, I, when Lee, it must have been in 75, when Lee Falk came to Stockholm in uh, 1976, it was to promote the, uh, the, the marriage of Phantom and Diana. He was traveling around the world, I guess, world, I guess. Um, and uh, he also came to, to Stockholm and to Semik, and that was the first time um i i uh, i met um, lee Falk, very uh, a very nice man to to um, to to uh, to uh, speak with i must say and he he also brought along elizabeth uh, moxley at that time who uh, then later became mrs lee Falk, um roughly at the same time when when the fandom was married i think yes, yes. Anyway, uh, at, when he came to Semik uh, 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 to visit um, me and and uh, also the uh, the publisher and and uh, the managing director and so on, I uh, we we gave him um, some some uh, a collection of. Uh, uh, these uh, phantom collectibles and, and uh, gadgets, but I also gave him a copy of this um, uh, this um, family tree or a list of phantoms with birth date and death uh, uh, a date of death. Uh, so I uh, and um, he looked at it and um, he um, just said something. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> never mentioned it anymore, uh-huh. and I don't think that he ever used it because <laughs> uh, the uh, daily script, the daily stories, and, and the Sunday pages they were still a bit bit mixed up uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. many years after that. So he never used. <laughs> My schedule, 
but <laughs> we in Scandinavia and and for the fan, for for the Scandinav for the Swedish production, we 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 stuck to that um, schedule very very uh, close. Mm. Yeah. So, um, but I I felt it it was necessary to do because if we're, we were going to do uh, more historical adventures, we had to to have uh, a sort of uh, yes. uh, guideline or ruler or whatever you call it, to, so we wouldn't just uh, stumble over ourselves uh, in, in, in the stories. So what yeah, do you think, totally agree. What do you think then about the idea of, um, you know, the current Phantom, Phantom 21, Dying and um, moving to Phantom Twenty Two. Should that be Kit and Heloise, or all Heloise? Um, should they share the role? Should that even happen? Uh, what are your What are your thoughts about moving to the next generation? Uh, this This question This question, Craig, came up at least twenty five years ago. <laughs> really? uh, <laughs> when 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 uh, only a few years after the twins were born, yeah, really. Yeah. So in the in the in the late eighties, I think that uh, this question came up. But uh, I would definitely say no. Phantom twenty one, the twenty first Phantom, should not be allowed to die. <laughs> we you you can do stories with. It and Heloise acting all, uh, as uh, well, uh, Phantoms yeah, at the time, the fan, yeah. which we've the, seen the, as well. The, the 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 Phantom could could be away for 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 a reason, or maybe he yes. he will be very seriously um, injured. So he yes. has to uh, uh, he has to recuperate for a couple of months, and they could go in. Move in and 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 do the phantom jobs, but the yes. phantom, the twenty-first phantom, should not die because that would would really uh, take the main uh, uh, object. I, I I'll say I, I say object of the phantom. Take the the, the most central thing out of. Um, the universe of the Phantom, and you shouldn't really do that because uh, there is a risk you would kill the whole thing, and yeah. you should you have to rebuild uh, <clears throat> the, the 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 characters that uh, uh, come in instead. If that will be Kit or Heloise or both of them, mm. because they are they are really. And nothing as phantoms so far. They have been, they have been um, uh, part of stories and even played main parts in, in stories. But still, uh, there it, it's uh, it's something uh, uh, very different. Yeah. So in, well, in, 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 if the old man has some say, I would say no. Don't don't kill Phantom Twenty One. Yeah. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. You, you did produce a story in 2003 called The First Assignment, which was done by Ben Rabin Filming, um, which had Kitten Heloise um, 
uh, being yeah. the 22nd Phantom. And then there was also the Phantom 2050, I believe. Um, and then just recently... Yeah, there's, 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 yeah sort of a future yeah. Phantom. But the, the future, that, that Phantom of the future, he moves in a... Uh, acts and in uh, in uh, in a different uh, in 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 a different uh, um, uh, surrounding and uh, uh, completely uh, uh, different from from uh, um, the uh, present day phantom. Yeah. So uh, it's more like a, 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 a tale of of it's like a historic historical adventure. Uh, so that was featuring the twenty third Phantom. Yeah, that, that's right. Because each each Phantom from one up to twenty has their own universe. Yeah, but. The universe of uh, of of uh, uh, the twenty first phantom is uh, sort of um, above all the others, uh, and it, 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 there is um, there is certainly a start to that universe, but there is no ending to it. All the other ancestors, they they, they have both both a start and an ending to, to the universe. The, the 21st Phantom hasn't got that. Uh, so that's the great difference, I think. Yeah. And, and your but thoughts on... I, I, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not the, I'm not the editor anymore, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are your thoughts on, on female Phantoms then? Because obviously Heloise is in the... Is in the chamber, I suppose, so to speak, and, and we've had Julie as the as the 18th Phantom. Um, do you like the the female Phantom stories and and the possibilities of a female, you know, hero in yeah, that vein? Well, yes, yes. Why not? I mean, uh, that could uh, in itself trigger off many very good stories, which would not be possible to do with a male phantom. So I think there are a lot of possibilities to, to with, with a female phantom in, yeah. in, in, in uh, many different aspects. Uh, not the least me too, which is for <laughs> yes. up yes. to date now. <laughs> in, in, the, in the current environment. So, <laughs> yes. yes, that's right. That's right. So, so you also had a thirty-first phantom as well. Yes, we did, and that was also um, a sort of uh, futuristic uh, story which we did. Uh, that was uh, I don't remember. But was it that uh, in a, uh, a special issue? I think. Yeah, in a phantom and chronica. Yes, that's right. Sometimes chronicle when when uh, we had those introduction pages also. That's right. That's right. Hmm. 
Uh, Ulf, how, okay. do you, how do you feel about um, uh, the, the Tony DePaul is the is the current newspaper artist we and uh, sorry writer. We spoke to him recently for a podcast, and um, he's done nearly twenty yeah. years of of newspaper strip, and and he started with Team Fenderman, and and you you brought him in. There must be a sense of pride of some sort that. Um, uh, someone who started yeah. writing for your team has gone on to take over from Lee Fork? Yes. Yes, of course. I, 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 I am proud because both Paul Ryan and uh, Antonio de Paul um, were, I, I, uh, I recommended both of them to uh, King Features and to Jay Kennedy at that time. Uh, uh, some, some, when Lee Falk had, had um, passed away uh, some time later, they, they needed both um, a, a, a new artist and, and a scriptwriter also, in particular scriptwriter. And I, I, uh, I said to Yang then that um, it really, uh, I, I don't really want to, to do this but uh, the daily strip and, and the Sunday page is, is 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 very important. So if you will uh, uh, if you will hire Paul Ryan and, and Tony DePaul, I it it's it's just fine with me. I think they they um, they are both uh, uh, very good. Uh, 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 professional uh, mm. uh, comic creators and, and write, script writer and, and artist. So um, mm. I know this uh, means that uh, uh, they probably can't uh, do anything for, for the book anymore. Uh, in particular, Paul Ryan, who was very... Uh, he took both the, the, the daily strip and the Sunday page. So that was a full-time job. Tony DePaul yeah. could do, uh, uh, still do uh, a few stories for me, but uh, yes. uh, but not Paul Ryan, I think. Um, yeah. But um, I'm, I'm, um, I'm, very, I'm very proud that, that uh, King Features and, and Jay Kennedy, who also uh, was the... Uh, uh, died uh, a couple of years ago. Um, uh, thought um, that uh, they were uh, good and uh, they were hired by mm. by, by King Features. Yeah. So, would you say um, that's one of yeah. your biggest satisfactions is having that influence and um, seeing Tony DePaul and um, uh, and Paul Ryan? Taking over the the daily Sundays, or would there be other? Um... Uh, it's, it's 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 one of them. Yeah, it's one of them. Uh, I'm, I I'm very, I I mean I was editor of a number of other magazines, uh, comic books and magazines as well. But of course, the Phantom is uh, uh, particular to me, and I'm very proud of. Uh, mm. Having uh, had and and also being lucky to to be in the right place, the right time. Yeah. Uh, because uh, it uh, 
it was in the 70s uh, when uh, comic book sales went up and and the, the phantom sold fantastically well and i think in in the 1979 or 1980 we had an average sale on each phantom issue of um 175,000 wow which is well fantastic that's amazing yes. yeah that's amazing <laughs> yes yes it it, it it was fantastic and uh, i'm very proud of being part of that together with mm. all the artists and, and script writers and i have been overseeing as an editor and and uh, uh, about um, all the phantom store all the the stories uh, that we produced from um, 1973 up till 2012 that is uh, 830 stories i think or something Ooh, like that yeah. and so i have and, and i have been in, in charge of the comic book first as an editor and then i was uh, editor-in-chief and finally publisher and then went back to to uh, uh, as uh, part-time editor uh, in uh, in 2005 or, or six so i've been editing uh, uh, over a thousand thousand issues of the phantom wow. so, yeah. <laughs> and that's one I, that, that, that um, I, i'm I'm really proud of that. Indeed. Yeah, as you uh, should be. And also, be, yeah. of course, the... Yeah, yeah. Um, your legacy has been felt uh, all the way to Australia and other parts oh, of the world. Um, so on yeah, the... yeah. It's been... Uh, we published also, of course, in India, sold the Phantom Stories to India and... Uh, uh, been in uh, Italy, in France, I've been published uh, in England, um, yep. and uh, uh, Hungary. Also, Russia. I think, yeah, I think Russia, Estonia, Russia, the East, Eastern Europe, and uh, yep. Greece, I think, and uh, Italy. Yeah, I, I uh, Turkey, Italy, yeah. <laughs> Turkey, Brazil. Yeah. Might be quick, Brazil also. Might be quick yeah, to get to the countries yeah. you haven't been published in. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> oh well, there are a few left, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, are there, Alf, is there is there like there's so much to be proud of, and and um, you should be really satisfied with uh, the contribution you've made. Of, of course, we could only dream. Um, do you have any regrets about um, your time there? Is there is there a story that didn't quite happen? Is there something that you that you look back and go, oh, if only? Is there anything there? Um, no, not really. Not that I could. <laughs> not that I could think of. No, I mean, I I do have a lot of stories to 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 <laughs> to take into account and consider but i yes. can't really mm. say that uh, i am really disappointed with with uh, something which shouldn't have been done probably someone somebody else will just 
come around uh, <laughs> soon and say, well, how about that of particular course. thing and uh, that particular issue? Don't you remember? <laughs> oh, that, that, that's so, good, though, because I don't know. There's, there's plenty of people who are happy to point out um, what we've done wrong, but if you can look back at your own career and go, you know what, I, I've done the best that I could and all the rest of it, um, you know... Uh, I'm the I'm the, the the first member of the Chronicle Chamber team to say that I love the Lee Fork stories and I'm I'm sometimes sceptical about the Scandinavian stuff, but uh, no one can put into mm. any doubt the the influence that you've had and the positive influence you've had, the the, yes. the wonderful stories that have come out of 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 your mind and the collaborations mm. that you've had with others and and uh, you know thoroughly appreciate and and thank you very much for the work that you've done. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's been um, it's been um, it's been a pleasure all the time to to um, to do what I have done, and and uh, it's it's been hard work. I mean, I have put in many many hours, and I uh, for many many years I didn't have. An eight hour a day. It was more like ten hours a day. But mm-hmm. um, um, I don't, I don't, I don't look back and I don't regret anything at all. Oh. Um, so, uh, um, like I said, uh, uh, my 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 uh, uh, my my childhood fascination and my hobby became my my profession and uh, and I'm very very pleased with that uh, the whole thing uh, I don't I don't regret anything at all that I have that's amazing uh, that I, I happen to have here to to to, to um, end up in this in this um, medium like I have I have acquired many I have had uh, requ- acquire, acquired many friends over the years in, in 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 different parts of the world, and it has allowed me to travel around quite a lot to to uh, see many countries, meet many um, exciting and fascinating characters, and uh, and um, I'm really very grateful for all this. So. Yeah. Thanks, Lee Falk and Phantom and, um, yeah. <laughs> and all the other guys who, who helped to, 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 to make this become real. Yeah. And um, Ben, on behalf of um, myself and every other fan and fan who listens to this podcast, um, well, we just want to say thank you to you for, um, for your... Okay, thank you. Uh, a thousand issues and 800 stories that you oversaw and edited and wrote. Yeah. Um, you've left a huge legacy and uh, a huge imprint and thumbprint on all of our lives. Um, and uh, and I thank you for your time tonight. Or time, well, it's probably yeah. tonight where well, you are now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It's been a great pleasure to talk to you, too, indeed. Uh, so so much, you. so many memories uh, come up, and and uh, we could have gone on there all night, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we could have. You've been exceedingly generous with your time, and it's we do so yeah. appreciate it. Yes. Okay. Thank you. 
Crikey, how good was that? <laughs> oh wow! I'll have to have a look. We, we, it's it's three and a half hours. Whole block of chocolate. <laughs> oh wow! How good was his memory? Just re- like remembering all those stories and stuff like that. Oh, it, it, the intricate detail that he that he knew about. Um, you know, he, here's a story I envisaged, and here's a. A, a drive that we took, and here's what we looked at, and here's what the streets were like, and here's, oh, it's just, it was just unreal. Yeah. I have to be one of my, one of my most favourite podcasts. It, it, uh, no, uh, not going to lie, there, like, there were times where we were getting into the intricacies of the, the publishing and the editing and that sort of thing, we are going, well, um... I'm not 100% on top of that, but once we started getting into the stories of the of the fandom and, and how they originated and his concept of um, what the character meant and and his influence on it, um, yeah. And just the and just like all of the like all of the artists and writers that he brought on and and, yeah. and stuff like that, like you know Norman Walker. Uh, Dane Avenue, yep. Paul Ryan, Tony Lee Paul, yep. Felmang, Cesar Spadera, Carrie oh. LePan, Hans Lindell. Oh, the, the, the tags on the bottom of this CC post are going to be insane. Like, basically everyone who's anyone um, has has come in through Ulf. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, and then, like, you know... Um, and it was interesting listening to just like his interactions with Lee Fork about yeah. and stuff like that as yeah. well. It, um, it really reinforces that idea that <laughs> at the end of the day, Lee Fork didn't really care. Uh, yes. <laughs> this, it, the fandom was his day job so that he got money to do the things he actually wanted to do. Um, yeah. And, and even his promise, oh, no, I'm definitely going to write Devil's Story, and he never did. And, and it sounds to me like I've got a bit impatient. Like, um, <laughs> Devil's Story was, was only 1979, and he's talking about late 70s that he even proposed the idea for Lee Fork. We know that you can only get two or three stories out per year through the dailies and the Sundays. So whether that, that story of Devil might have come out in the early 80s or whatever, but uh, um, uh, Semic jumped the gun. Who knows? But, you know, it, it, it's just a great story. Um, to to hear how that all unfolded, and Lee Fork apparently never spoke of it again. <laughs> well, what's actually interesting is I've heard from other sources that Lee Fork absolutely loved the um that story of um of uh, Devil. Of Devil, and, yeah. And I can't remember which can't remember which story it is. I need to find this out, but I I'm sh- like. 99% sure that he referenced that story in one of his in one of his stories. Yeah, we, I'd love to I'd love to find that story out because um, that would definitively prove that uh, you know he was relying on the the Egmont oh sorry Semic or Team Fenomen as much as they were relying on him. Yeah, I we're gonna have to like spend an hour or two and just like go through every. Daily and Sunday story from about 1980 on. Yeah. Um, but it was just, yeah, it was just like the, it was amazing. And then like hearing the background story, just on those two stories. Yeah. Um, you know, it makes me want to go out and read them again. But yeah. 
Well, and that's, that's what I was saying about it. it. Maybe we can get through to publish those again for people, because if they can listen to this, people who have... Uh, 1988, so that's um, 30 years ago. We need yeah. to get that story out there again for, for people to marry up the story that Ulf's just told us with, uh, yeah. with the comic. Because you and I were both there, as he's telling the story, we're messaging back and forth. Which story do you think this is? Uh, <laughs> what does this... Oh, there's witches. Where is this set at? So... <laughs> And then, you know, and, it was, and that's just on two stories. Yeah. He's edited and written of over 800 stories. Yeah. yeah. You know, could you... Uh, a lot like what we were joking, you know, in a sense, but you're almost historians getting this... getting these stories and these, these stories behind the story yeah. and recording them so people can learn them and they don't get lost in them. Yeah. It's, um... Oh... It's a real privilege. Mm. I, I could have, I could have just, I could have listened to these stories for another five hours, yeah. another three hours, yep. quite easily. Yep. I had a whole block of chocolate; would have been quite easy. <laughs> <laughs> I could have got any sleep tonight. No, no, just churning over those. Uh, what he was telling us. Um, so I guess in that sense, and, and we we do need to to wrap it up. Thank you everyone for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed it as much as we do as we did um you know we're like little giddy little school children yep. um i haven't felt like this since the cyberry interview to be honest yeah and we've had some good ones since. Yeah. yeah thank you everyone um just so people are aware um regarding with patreon and stuff like that oh we couldn't have done this without the patreons yes um so huge thank you for the patreon basically uh that was all done over a mobile phone um yep. which is why there was no video and it costed excess of fifty dollars $50 yep. for that phone call. So um, you know, that's that's thanks to the Patreon because we're struggling just to be able to save up for a supernova in Sydney <laughs> and probably just about to afford it. That's where our priorities are and no, but you're absolutely like that to be able to do that on the back of the Patreons, that you know, that that's why you guys chip in and we certainly appreciate it so much. Yes, and you know, all the money goes towards basically the website and podcasts and stuff like that. So we, you know, we thank you for that. Um, obviously, all of the news and stuff on chroniclechamber.com, uh, including a special article which uh, Dan talked about, which uh, during the podcast, which might be, which would be a great idea, What's especially if people who like me and like us who stuff up how to pronounce. Oh, thank you. No, we'll, we'll put up some sort of a, a dictionary or a, um, a, a phonetic pronunciation list for people, uh, for all these fans, yes. artists and creators from around the world. Um, <laughs> Alf Grunberg just name-dropped, I think, everybody, uh, yes. all of them. And so we're going to go through and listen to that carefully and, uh, yeah, put a phonetic pronunciation list up for everybody to, uh, to have a look at. <laughs> Mostly us. <laughs> yeah, there'll be no more excuses for us. Um <laughs> So you can email us at chroniclechamber uh, at gmail.com. You've got our social media links, Facebook, uh, Chronicle Chamber fan, fan page, fan collector group. You've got Twitter, which is at Chronicle Tweets, and Instagram at Chronicle Chamber. And for the Instagram users out there, we are trying to get our head around it, but Instagram can be a pain in the backside. <laughs> it's hard. Um, obviously <laughs> we're, we're, we're just old men now. 
yeah, obviously we're too old to not be able to get the head around Instagram. So. We, what, what we need is a phantom mask filter on uh, Snapchat so that you can just get that on your face instead of those stupid puppy dog ears and, and uh, mouth, uh, tongue, the thing that comes out. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, and just remember, you can subscribe on iTunes um, and also Podbean, which I think is an Android one, and then there's some others as well. And just a huge reminder that uh, we do have our competition for iTunes. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, yes, which we've got the Phantom statue there, which has been donated to us for this. And to enter, what you need to do is give us a five-star review on iTunes or Podbean, but you might need to let us know because none of us know how to do Podbean. <laughs> that works. <laughs> um, so if you're going to give us a five-star review and you want to enter the competition, let us know about it at chroniclechamber at gmail.com and then it will be announced and uh, the winner will be announced on the 100th episode. So, Dan, thank you for staying up late with me tonight, mate. Hi, thank you. That was, that was unreal. That was... Um... I don't even know. I'm I'm going to have to listen to that back about three times just to try and get a get a grip of everything that we we talked about. So, uh, gee, that's going to be on rep, on rotate that one. Yeah, and uh, Ulf, again, we give you a huge thank you. Your your top five most influential phantom personality uh, throughout the 81 history. And after you listen to that, I think it's quite obvious why yep. you're in the top five. Yep. So from all of us, happy phantoming. Happy phantoming, everyone. Thank you. 500 years ago, he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck. And upon the skull of the man who killed his dad, he said, I'm mad, I must eradicate piracy, injustice and cruelty. And all my sons will follow me, so evildoers will believe that this Man cannot die. The Phantom. The ghost who walks. The Phantom. Enemies beware. The Phantom's always there. But you won't find the Phantom.